You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Jay Young, Bob Huesler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. And we welcome you once again to Open Court with Jay Young, your one-stop podcast destination for all things Fairfield basketball, along with the coach. I'm Bob Huesler, joined by my broadcast partner, the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis. And we're pleased to be joined today as well by Stag's graduate student guard, one of the captains, Taj Benning. Stag's coming off a loss on Sunday against Quinnipiac. We're talking to you on Tuesday as the Stag's get ready for Monmouth and trying to nail down that first win of this new year, Coach. And uh, let's start by using your own words following the loss at Quinnipiac on Sunday. You said, we've got to get back into the gym and find a defensive identity. So I wanted to ask you, how many times have you had situations like this in the past where you've had teams where, okay, it's mid-season and, all right, let's get back into that laboratory in the gymnasium and, and redefine what our identity is. Do you have a frame of reference for having done this before? Yeah, I, th- I think what happens is once you keep playing these games and the games kind of back up on you, you know, you play three games, you, you in, in a sense, you stop practicing. And, and by that, I mean, you you stop drilling. It's it's so much game prep. It's so much walking through that s- their stuff that you lose a little bit of your focus on the daily grind, the daily repetition of the drills that kind of got you there. And I felt that that's what kind of ha- happened to us. And uh, we just came, came to a practice and we just got back to jumping to the ball, to being in the stance, to all the, the uh, fundamentals that, that had kind of we've lost here along the, uh, uh, you know, last 10 days or so. So uh, yeah, I, I just feel right now we do not have an identity, Bob. And uh, you know, from, for me and for us, that's going to be, defending and rebounding and and i was disappointed in that uh, last couple of games again using the uh, the phrase frame of reference was there a point early in this season that you were seeing what you wanted to see in terms of that defensive identity i thought we had really good moments and then you know we went down to william and mary we had a good trip down there we we really defended and i was starting to see you know some signs of that and uh uh, we've had issues all year guarding the basketball, kind of our individual one-on-one defense has not been good. Wasn't great against Wagner. I was hoping to come back in the gym uh, after Christmas and spend some days really getting back after it and, and working on those type of things. And unfortunately, we didn't have that opportunity with uh, the COVID shutdown. So uh, there have been moments of it, but not to uh, not to where I think it's, was at the end of the season where, where I thought we were we were pretty elite as far as our, our, our defensive ability. When you and your coaching staff put a practice plan together and you're working toward the goal that you're talking to us about right now, getting back to those fundamentals, how does that, beyond just drilling and drilling, if there is anything beyond that that you do, in terms of changing that practice plan as you try to get back to your core principles. Um, how does that change your approach from maybe how it would have been if you were kind of closer to where you want to be right now? Well, today's practice probably looked like something we would have in the first two weeks of practice with, with just fundamentals and drills and communication stuff, things that have really hurt us uh, over the last few games. So um we just felt as a staff, and I felt this after the game, 
you know, watching the number of layups that we gave up and our inability, you know, to guard the ball, some mistakes in ball screen coverage that uh, we needed to get back to just an old fashioned grind it out, sit in the stands, talk about stands, talk about high hands, talk about uh, all the stuff that makes you good. You know, the, the, the uh, wins are in the details and we, we have not been detailed with, uh, with a lot of things the last few games and, and we have to start doing that uh, or we're going to be in the same situation we have been. Okay. Um, you mentioned, and I was going to ask about two things, ball screen defense and protecting the basket. What are the problems with the ball screen defense? You're not really a shot blocking team. And are you not satisfied with protecting the rim? Your big guys, Supreme cook guys like that coming over, getting charges. So where are you at in your mind with that? Yeah, it's, it's a combination of two things, uh, Joe. One, our ball screen defense was we had just some miscues against uh, Quinnipiac. That wasn't good, and they were able to drive down in uh, the middle and some of our rotations. I, you know, we were ultra-focused going into the game on the three-point shot because they had taken so many. There's, their percentages were so high and the percentage of their shots, and we certainly did that. It came at the expense of them because they didn't need to shoot any threes and then, you know, laying the ball up and in against us. So, uh, you know, it, it was it was the back cuts that got us. Uh, it was the ball screen coverage, and it was just some moments for individual defense. So it wasn't just one thing that we have to fix. We have to do a much better job on on all three of those things. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I just thought our attention to detail was not great in that game. Uh, and and uh, give Quinnipiac a lot of credit. They They've got some problems. They they do a good job, especially with McGuire at the point because he's big uh, with our ball screen coverage. But we we just had some miscues uh, in our coverages, and uh, that was disappointing. So for our listeners, um, your ball, ball screen coverage varies, right, on different plays and different players involved. Yeah, no question. It's it's uh, you know it's. Got areas of the floor. It depends on uh, obviously the personnel that's involved with the ball screening for the other team. Uh, so there is obviously detail that goes to that. That and those are scripted for us. Those are things that are rehearsed of how we're going to cover them. And I thought we got to those moments and we we just did not execute what we had worked on. And uh, you know, obviously, we got to do a better job as a staff, making sure we communicate that clearly to what guys need to do and. And uh, then we have to execute it. So, um, you know, they, Marfo presents a problem uh, because of his short rolls and his skips to the other side. We thought we had kind of covered that. He got us a couple times with that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was really everything. Uh, we, they just got to the rim with such ease on us that, that I was really disappointed in that. Taj, uh, from a uh, player standpoint, let's talk about you first individually, uh, having just heard what Coach had to say about trying to recapture that defensive intensity, that identity. Uh, individually speaking, uh, where are you at right now in responding to that challenge? Um, well, me just being like one of the leaders on our team, just making sure that um, – I'm echoing what he's saying and making sure that we do get back to the defensive identity that um, we've had in the past. And um, me being a guard, I have to make sure I'm guarding the ball better, um, make sure I'm communicating and stuff like that. And um, with like our captains, me, Caleb and Jesus, it kind of starts with us and we have to do a better job and then it'll uh, fall down the line from there. How about from your perspective, again, as a team co-captain and a leader on this team, 
when you look at the team collectively, uh, what are you seeing in terms of that defensive approach right now? Obviously, it's not where you want it to be. Uh, how capable and how quickly do you think you can get back to where you want to be? We're definitely capable because we've had moments. I mean, um, we just have to stay connected. Like sometimes we, uh, sometimes we're like just not together on that end. And I think that um, that's that's the main thing that we have to focus on is staying connected because that's going to help us in ball screen coverage. It's going to help us with back cutting. It's going to help us with stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think just staying connected, staying together. Uh, making sure we're all on the same page. That's the most important thing. As somebody who's now in his fifth year in the program, um, does experience tell you that this may be actually harder to achieve continuity at the defensive end than it is maybe at the offensive end, or would you say they're, they're fairly equal? I think they're equal. Um, with experience, I think it's like this has happened before. We can get back to it. Um, like coach said, we got to get back to the drilling and stuff like that and being focused in practice. But um, yeah, we can definitely get back to it. I um, don't want to say like, I'm not worried, but it's like, I think, I think we'll be okay. We're going to get back to where we have to be. Good. And, and coach, um, let, let's flip it now to the offensive end and something else you said after that Quinnipiac game, I have to learn how to finish these games. And actually a better example would have been the Iona game. Um, you had them. And then that game um, got away from you down the stretch. You need to find those winning plays. Um, how much of that is execution? How much of that is, is a mindset and, and having the confidence in your ability to, to put a team away like Iona when you had them up 11 late in that game? It's, it's both. Um, but we could have won, you know, either one of those games on the defensive end. Um, and, and, you know, Obviously, you got to score some baskets, and we had an 11-point lead with seven minutes to go. We couldn't rebound uh, down the stretch. We got them to miss five times in the last seven minutes, and they rebounded four, offensive rebounded four of them. Uh, we had two costly turnovers uh, with our execution in that stretch too. So, you know, obviously, you you want to score baskets, and 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 we need to. Uh, but in both those games, I thought it was it was our defense and, and our inability to get big rebounds that let us down. So uh, we have to do a better job with executions, certainly late game. Uh, we've looked at everything. We looked at play calling. We've looked at, uh, you know, uh, who's on the floor, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, I, I just always go back to we could have won both those games if we just did a better job on one end of the floor. And uh, and we didn't do that. Okay, so um, back in the day when the magazines came out and the polls came out and you were picked sixth, right? You were picked sixth, yep. Um, Not even sure. And I, <laughs> you know, that's where you were picked, by the coaches. And I, and, I, and, I, and I thought, and I said, you know, you guys got to the championship, you got everyone back. And then I said to myself, again, not having coached or recruited in the last 15 years, I don't know the players, all these teams got better athletically via the transfer portal. You think that's hurt you at all in your man-to-man -man defense in terms of guarding the ball? I think it's an improved league uh, this year than it was last year. There's no question about it. But, you know, I, I go back to everybody that's been on the floor late game for us, I guess with the exception of TJ, who was here last year. And, uh, you know, last year's 
again in the championship game in that run with Manhattan twice, uh, St. Peter's, uh, Monmouth and, and uh, Iona. And even, you know, going back before that, we were a good defensive team. So we've guarded the ball against fast guards. We've guarded the ball. It, we just, you know, we've lost a little bit of our integrity on that end of the floor. And uh, that's the end that I feel we have the most control of. Shots will come and go. And, you know, uh, what we got to do is buckle in and we got to defend and rebound. Uh, as I said, we, it, we got Iona to miss. We just couldn't rebound the basketball against them. And then, you know, we gave up just an, you know, insane amount of layups versus versus Quinnipiac. So uh, we got to change that. If we don't change that, we're just going to have the same results. That's what we're going to do. So we need to change that immediately, and we don't have a lot of time to work on it. But I do feel it's in it. I, I said to the guys today, this is not a different team. If, we, if I was looking at, you know, eight or nine new members of the team, this is the group that went to the finals last year. This is the group that defended. This. So we've done it before, and I know that we're capable of doing it again. Yeah, you kind of just led me into my uh, next question, Coach. Uh, you might have already given me the answer, but I just wanted to explore it a little deeper. I mean, you were 2-12 and 12 last year, and I remember distinctly, and I brought this point up with you, that 14 games into the season last year, struggling, but you remained confident that things would turn around. I mean, you were steadfast in your confidence that you would bounce back. So what parallels do you have right now between – the issues that you experienced last year when you were two and 12 and bounce back and what you're going through right now. I mean, obviously you just said most of the guys who were here last year are back this year. Beyond that, what are the parallels can you tap into in order to give us that sense? Yeah, this is going to turn around. Well, the first one is we have eight wins now instead of two wins. So that's a good thing. So we were six games ahead of where we were last year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I thought uh, last year our uh, our inability to execute and cover was as much a product of having so many new guys and not, you know, the COVID and not enough time to practice. I just really felt once we got in a rhythm of practice, we would start to improve. And our numbers now uh, this year are, are light years, Bob, ahead of where they were. Every defensive number is light years ahead of where they were at the same point last year. So we are better. Uh, what we're not doing is finishing any of these games and uh, in moments where we need to make big stops or big plays and get and get big rebounds. We're not doing that. So we always get to that eight minute mark, that nine minute mark. And we we've talked about this with the team about, you know, just how, can, how what what type of stops, what do we need to do here? So I'm 100 percent confident we can we can do it. Um, it's in us. It's the same guys who did it at great moments last year. And now we got to, we got to buy into it. We got to care about it a little more on that end of the floor. And, um, but I'm a hundred percent confident we can get back to being a very, very good defensive team. Jay has your, your injuries have hurt. You're you're down guys. Does that maybe an issue come down the stretch of a game with some of your guys, like a guy like Taj who plays 35 or so minutes, is that bothering you? Is that hurting you at the end? Uh, you know, we look at, there's not a lot we can do about it. I, I've, I've right. said that before. We are playing guys, you know, our, our guard, you look at Caleb's 30 plus, Woj 30 plus, Taj 30 plus. Uh, uh, and, you know, at, at any point, there's going to be some diminishing uh, returns on that. But, but, you know, 
I also look at what the other guards are doing offensively, and, and those guys are logging minutes too. So for the most part, so I, I, th- there's probably something to that, uh, Joe. But I just think it's a matter of us, you know. Again, I keep going back to the integrity that we need on that end of the floor, and and uh, sometimes we get deflated. You know, we need we need to get a win. We need to be back in a locker room where we're jumping around and and get that feeling again because because uh, you know it's been over a month since we've won a game, so we need to get back to doing that. Just wanted to mention that we're going to get into some of the housekeeping items here. Uh, need to uh, get into uh, Caleb Green's status with coach, and also talk about Makai Willis and uh, his status for the remainder of the season. But I wanted to swing it back to you, Taj, and and chat with you for for a few minutes about. Uh, you being a, a fifth-year stag, and you obviously had a choice at the end of last season, which was, okay, return for year number five or explore the next phase of uh, your life and your career. Um, how hard a decision was it? How much thought did you have to give to um, whether to come back or not come back and what led you eventually to uh, make the decision you did? Um. I don't think it was like an extremely hard decision for me because there's obviously people on both sides that are trying to give you advice and tell you what to do. But um, this place has just been so good to me. Like I just, I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else. I met with coach young, we discussed and um, he obviously wanted me to come back and I talked to my parents and it, it was kind of easy. Like I just, I love it here. This place has been so good to me in my four years. So um, I, there was just no, other place I'd rather be. So uh, what exactly, if you had, it sounds like it was a no brainer in the end, but uh, what other options were you considering? Uh, even though it looked like you really didn't have to think too hard about coming back and, and, and using your fifth year eligibility, what other options were on the table for you? I mean, there really weren't any other options because I never actually put my name into the portal. I kind of just always was here. So um, it was really just, I really never explored anything else. It was just, mm-hmm. I, wanted, I spoke to Coach Young. I wanted to come back. He wanted me back, and that was it. Taj, so you're a grad student. Describe your day. Like, how many classes do you have? Do you sleep till? Well, I know you have early practice, but just describe your day. Do you live on campus? Just tell me what goes on. Um, I live off campus in a house with uh, Caleb and Jesus. I uh, wake close, up. Close, pretty don't give your address, but close to school. Yeah, I'm not gonna put the full address, but um, yeah, <laughs> we're pretty close. Um, wake up, eat some breakfast, go to practice. Um, I usually don't have class. I only have class three times a week, and it's usually from six thirty to nine thirty. So I go to practice. I go back home. Um, if I have any sort of homework, I'm doing homework. Uh, relax for a little bit. Then I come back. I shoot with Coach Casey, and then um. If I have class, I have class. If I don't, I'm resting. So basically, that's so it's like I a country. It's like a country club for you. Um, I wouldn't call it a country. <laughs> I wouldn't say country club because we're definitely putting work in. So I wouldn't call it country club. Oh, well, bas- uh, basketball's fun. The, the other nine hours of school a week. You yeah, must be getting all A's, right? I, if let me tell it, I'm doing. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. <laughs> Now you got you just mentioned your household is uh, you and Caleb and Jesus. Those are th- the three captains. Who's the captain of that household? Who's the guy who runs the show? Um, I think we we share. We all take the trash out. It snowed the other day. We all helped uh, shovel the snow. So um, 
Yeah, we all we all handle our business. There's no captain in the house. We all share it. You're covering here, or are you telling? <laughs> there's always a slacker. I'm telling it like it is. That there's no slacker. Everyone pulls their own weight. No, no, and I I, I joke because uh, I know we're talking about in this case three uh, quality guys. Uh, you're not captains for no reason. Uh, you're a grad student, so uh, what are you pursuing? What's your what's your master's uh, degree uh, going to be? I'm getting it in management. And um, looking forward, uh, just try to keep playing as long as I possibly can. And uh, what I really want to do is um, I want to do what you guys do. I want to commentate on college basketball games. That's really what I want to try to do. So we'll see if I can pursue that. Uh, that's great. Uh, have you uh, reached out to anybody about that? Do you have any uh, mentors um, in the communications field? Well, right now I'm just kind of – my, I got my undergrad in communication, so right now I'm just trying to stay in the moment, thinking really just only about basketball right now. I've had short conversations with Nick Wormley, who uh, works here about it, but uh, that's pretty much it. I'm just staying in the moment right now. When you watch a, uh, a college game or an NBA game, do you find yourself uh, talking to the TV and kind of being uh, an analyst and warming up for maybe something you want to do? Yeah, a little bit. Like, if I'm watching a game with, like, Caleb or Jesus, I always tell them, like, we'll be talking about it, and I'll tell them, like, hey, do you guys think I could I could maybe do this? And they're like, yeah, like, I think you could do it. So, um, yeah, sometimes I watch it, and I think, like, oh, yeah, I could definitely do it. But then I know it's definitely it's probably harder than uh, – it's definitely harder than I think. Well, Joe could talk to that, right, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I had no communication skill background, but the bottom line is you got to put your work in and do your homework. you got to be prepared. But you're a lot smarter than I was, so I, I I am, so I have to extra prepare. Maybe you could just do it on the fly. Sounds like we could put a camera into that house and maybe get a Manning cast kind of thing going between you and Hey Sluis and Caleb. What do you think? Are we live stream one night while you guys are taking in the game? It would de- that would definitely be entertaining. People would enjoy watching it. Can you do me a favor and all chip in and get Hey Sluis a haircut? His hair is kind of growing kind of longer than it ever has been. <laughs> He's trying, something shops. Huh? He's, he's trying something different. He said that once he came back for the new year, he was like, I'm trying something different. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, one thing that he uh, has going there, uh, Taj, is that uh, that Ironman streak. He's the Lou Gehrig of Fairfield basketball. He's never missed a game. But I mentioned that in the same breath as saying that you're pretty close to him. In fact, I, I know you're on a pretty good streak of your own. I'm not quite sure how many games in a row. I know it's uh, – and it's probably getting close to 100. He's at 140. But refresh my memory. You lost, you lost time earlier in your career. What, I, I always remember you being out there. So when, when did you actually miss time and for what reasons? Um, uh, early in my career, my uh, freshman year, I had a couple of DMPs. Um, wasn't hurt or anything, just, uh, just didn't get in. And then my sophomore year, I had a couple of little nagging things that took me off the court. But that was pretty much it. Like, I think I've, for the majority of my career, I've been pretty healthy, knock on wood. And yep. um, yeah, I've just been out there. I've been playing, been lucky. Do you, um, do you, Bob, hold on, let me cut you off. Do you even know who Lou Gehrig is? Uh, he's a baseball player, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was Correct. a very long time ago. Lou Gehrig had the Ironman streak. He, uh, Lou Gehrig got up to what, 2000 something? Uh, yeah, it was 21 something. Twenty-one fifty-four games played, so that's why we bring up the Ironman thing there, Taj. And believe me, you're in the same uh, conversation. You are one of the Ironmen uh, 
in Fairfield basketball history. And I wanted to ask you about the difference that you've experienced as a person, your maturation, you know, the person you were when you were a freshman and stepped on campus for the first time in 2017 and um, how you have grown in your own words as you, you know, bring your basketball career to an end here at Fairfield. Um, well, basketball aside, I think like when I got here, it just took me that freshman year was kind of rough. It just took me some time to just mature, get used to like, you know, doing all this stuff on my own and stuff like that. Some of the guys that we had here that were freshmen with me had um, did prep school. They had already lived by themselves, like away from their parents for like a year. It was really my first time, like living outside the house and having to do stuff on my own. So uh, it definitely took me a little bit to figure it out. And then regard as far as basketball, I had some guys in front of me that um, were mature and they just taught me a lot of stuff about like working hard, staying like dedicated and stuff like that. Like Tyler, who me and him are still really, really close. He was the main person that just told me like, stay in the gym, stay in the gym. Even when the season's going on, body might be a little tired. You have to continue to work, continue to work. And that's stuff that um, I really kept with me throughout my entire time here. And uh, another guy like Jerome Segura, he helped me with this like leadership stuff, always keeping my mind like, um, keeping, keeping me in touch with like the team and thinking more about the team and like not what's going on with me. So, uh, yeah, definitely those two guys really, really helped me when I was young, but, uh, yeah, maturing was really important. How about the flip side of that? Uh, what younger Fairfield players have you taken under your wing? Um, I work out with uh, TJ every day. Uh, me, him, Coach Casey, we get our work in every single day, and I'm always talking to him. So TJ and uh, Christian, uh, I'm always talking to Christian, just trying to make sure he stays level-headed and stuff like that. And um, that's pretty much, yeah, those two guys. And from I'm going to bounce to you what I bounced off of Coach a few minutes ago. Um, if you were to just speak to, okay, here is why I know that this team is going to bounce back and get out of this rough patch and, and rediscover what we had earlier in the season and at the end of last season, how would you answer that? Um, I think basically just off of what we had to endure last year, like um, we've been in lower moments than this, like basketball aside last year with like COVID pauses and then having to come back and all this other stuff. We got through that. Then we were losing games last season. We weren't playing the real, like the right way. We weren't playing how we wanted to play, got through that, came to the tournament, really made a nice run. And um, like, I hate to use that because like that season's over and we're on a new journey now, but like looking back on that, we should be able to use that because we have the same guys looking back on that. We should be able to use that and be like, Hey, we can get through this and we can push through. And we got what 14 plus games left of the season. Like we can, like we can make another run and like really win them all. So that's, that's what keeps us going. I try to make sure the team knows that, make sure we stay together. Well said. Yes. Well said. And uh, definitely, I, I think everything you said there makes sense. Um, you do, you and the team have to overcome a potential setback here. Wanted to swing it back to coach and ask about uh, your point guard coach. Uh, we saw Caleb Green limp off the uh, floor uh, in the second half of that game at Quinnipiac. What can you tell us about his status? Yeah. Caleb had a pretty bad sprain, uh, He's been x-rayed and, uh, you know, luckily there was no break there. So uh, 
you know, he's, he's not practicing right now. Got a pretty swollen ankle, uh, you know, listed his day to day and, and we'll just, you know, continue to get down that training room and really don't have an idea of his, of his timetable right now, Bob, uh, you know, whether it's going to be, you know, with Caleb, it'll be as quick as it could possibly can be because he's going to want to be out on that floor and, and that type of thing. But I really don't have an idea of his, um, his time frame and and like I said, luckily there was no break and and we'll get him back. Taj, that cast you in a new role, uh, actually for you an old role, uh, back as the lead guard. How does that change the dynamic of uh, you know how you your backcourt and how you approach the game now? Um, well, it's definitely going to be different uh, not having Caleb there. Um, definitely gotten really used to playing alongside him in like the last two years. But um, I've played the position before. I'm confident in myself at the position. Um, it's different because I'm going to have to play it for the majority of the game this time, like now. But um, yeah, I think I'll I'll be good. I'll be all right. Hey, um, Jay, um, Jalen Leach. Uh, before the Iona game, I saw him running, dribbling around the court. Is he anywhere close to playing? Uh, he's he's above to forty-five minutes of light jogging, shooting right now so um not in i would say uh joe not in the next week or so i don't know we, we just kind of take it day by day with him he's up to you know we just every every week that he doesn't have a setback with the foot is a good week so we we're he's up to about 45 to 50 minutes of of just doing individual no contact he has not practiced with us yet um so i don't know when he's going to actually be back we're hoping hoping soon because uh, we're running out of time here too. You know, we're, we're almost into February. And front court, uh, Mido, how's he coming along? And I saw Chrysler's minutes were down and Supreme Cooks were up. So what are you thinking about in terms of your uh, big man rotation? Yeah. So Chris's back was better. He still has some issues with it. Um, Zach's, Zach got sick on uh, Saturday night, was throwing up. Uh, that continu that continued into Sunday morning. Uh, he wanted to try and go, and uh, just you know, we threw him out there for I think a minute and a half, and uh, he was white as a sheet and wasn't feeling well. Actually, left the game and went into the locker room and got sick again. So that that was uh, a product of that on on uh, Sunday. So we got like a lot of issues all over the place right now with different type of things, but. It doesn't matter. Uh, I tell the guys all the time, we're going to throw it up on Thursday night and there's no asterisk. You just got to go play and uh, and we all got to do a better job. But we, we've got How, How's Zach right it. now, Coach? He's feeling better. Yeah, no, I think it was more of a, just a stomach thing, uh, Bob, that, that was kind of a 48-hour thing for him. So practice today was a little winded, but uh, he's feeling better. And Makai Willis, Coach, uh, we had spoken before the last game, uh, pregame, about the possibility that he would be redshirted. Have you given that any more thought? Yeah, that's probably the direction we're going to head right now. Um, he's also, you know, been battling some tendonitis stuff all through the year. And uh, just a combination of what we had before. A little, you know, I might I might have rethought this thing uh with all the injuries in the front court, but we just weren't getting him the minutes that we wanted in the product of, of this tendonitis that kept bothering him. We just felt it was going to be wise to kind of shut him down for the year and save the year. Uh, 
obviously if I knew what I knew now, it, it might be a little differently, but uh, that's, that's what's going to happen with him. Final things for me, coach. Uh, Taj is obviously uh, now going to uh, take on the burden of a lot of minutes at point guard, but uh, who's his backup? That's part A and part B is uh, your thoughts as you get ready for Monmouth, your thoughts on the Hawks. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's going to be a combination. Christian's got to be ready to play and, and moving Woj over a little bit. And Taj probably going to play 35 minutes a game, uh, if not more. Well, maybe we won't take him out. You know, it's going to be one of those things. Um, but he's Taj has logged those minutes. He's he's uh, even though he doesn't know who Lou Gehrig is, he's been he's been that for us. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we got to keep him out of foul trouble and, and all that. But uh, all of our guards now are going to be forced into, you know, really, really deep minutes. And as, as is our front court, uh, we're just, we're just, uh, you know, what was a problem at the beginning of the year for us, how we got to keep 14 scholarship players happy has quickly turned into an issue where, where we are really just kind of hurting for some bodies right now. And Monmouth? Monmouth, uh, yeah, you know, they come off a 20 day, 21 day, I think layoff. So I think that's really affected them, Bob. They came and lost at St. Peter's and then uh, got beat at, at uh, Marist the other night. But I think arguably you could have said before this layoff that they were playing as good as any team in our league. Uh, they've got wins over Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, very talented. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to remember the last time that we played them too, uh, where we beat them in the playoffs and uh, their, their pace is probably not what we need right now being short uh, bodies uh, but uh, they're going to play at a fast pace. And, uh, you know, they got a very, very talented team. And Shavar Reynolds, I think, gives them a, a different dynamic with an older veteran point guard uh, yep. who's, who's a very good player. So uh, they've got we got uh, they got good players up and down the lineup, and we're going to have to come in and, and sit down in the stance and, and, and uh, you know, battle with them. That's good. Joe, anything else before we wrap things up here? Yeah, Jay, you know, I haven't coached in forever. Mammoth Iona tonight, if that game was at Iona, are you guys allowed to live scout? I know back in the day you couldn't do it. Can you do that now? No. No, no, they got rid of that a while ago. So everything that we do right now is by film, which is actually, you know, every, every film for every single game is available. So there's, there's really no reason no to, to go out and, and do it. No doubt. Good deal. Taj, uh, I want to thank you especially for uh, stepping in here with us on uh, last minute. Uh, you're, uh, you're a real uh, credit to this institution. You've been one of the great players to come through this program, and I'm not just saying that for the sake of saying it. I know Joe feels the same way, so uh, best of luck going forward here, putting the wraps on a fantastic Fairfield career. It's not like we're not going to speak to you again down the line, but uh, thanks for being with us here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Always like getting on doing this with y'all. And Joe's willing to be uh, your broadcast mentor. Here's a guy who is well, he's, <laughs> he's willing to uh, take he, you under his wing. No, no, no. You need you need to go up. You need to find someone that knows what they're doing, Taj. <laughs> no, you know, you're doing a great job. You know what you're doing. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. <laughs> Joe, Joe. Bob uh, got all the hookups. You hang out with Bob. He's got all the hookups at the fan and Everywhere we go, people want Bob's autograph. They, these, it's funny. It's a true story. We'll go to St. Peter's, and this young guy will come over to him and goes, Bob, you still here? And I goes, and I want to say no because I don't want Bob to be bothered, but I go, that's Bob. And the next thing you know, the guy's following him around, emailing him, texting him. So he's the guy. 
Don't let them fool you. The, the mayor of Fairfield basketball forever is that guy <laughs> right there, Joe DeSantis. Oh. And I'll, we'll put the wraps on this. Coach, thank you very much as well. Thank you. That'll do it for this edition of Open Court with Jay Young. Next up is Mammoth on Thursday, and then it's a three-game road trip for the Stags uh, with games at Marist and Ryder, and then back at Mammoth uh, down there to wrap up that road trip. And in the middle of that road trip is when we'll come back with you here on Open Court. Special thanks to Taj Benning for being with us today and for Jay Young and the Fairfield Hall of Famer Joe DeSantis and our producer Ryan Moynihan. I'm Bob Eastler. Thanks for listening to Open Court. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com. Open Court.